Welcome back to Ready Comics Roll, where each week we talk about something involving either video games, comics, tabletop, or all the other geeky things we all love. So if you enjoy what you're listening to, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. With Dynamax, let them fight. I'm Anthony. March 3rd, 2020. I'm John. Now on mobile, I'm Mike. You get a mobile port, and you get a mobile port, and I get a mobile port. We're all getting mobile ports. Fuck that. Fuck your entrance. Your call sign was great. <laughs> that was actually very good. I like that one. Holy crap. I didn't know you were actually that creative. <laughs> this was the mobile port or, or switch port uh, like of mobile games. E3. This was so it's, weird. It's been building for that for a while, though, because everything is going mobile. I mean, one way, shape, or form, the, I mean, the mobility of... I'm not even talking about mobile devices. You have a phone, don't you? Right, but <laughs> I'm not a, that much of a mobile player except for Pokemon Go, but, like, Switch is so popular because of its mo- uh, being mobile, and it's Nintendo. But either way, like, <laughs> you have a point, a lot of stuff going to mobile port. It's it shows it's been going that way for a while. Well, I mean, Doctor Disrespect actually made a very controversial, also very stupid comment about saying, you know, if you are a mobile gamer, you're not actually a gamer. I mean, that's we had disagree this, with that we, exactly. Every just about the entire <laughs> internet does. <laughs> I, I have to say this: if the only thing you play is Bejeweled, you're not really a gamer. But that's just because I don't like Feel free to eviscerate him in the comment section. (laughs) That's the equivalent of saying people who play Tetris are not gamers. Get wrecked. I think that's a really good analogy. It is. It is. It's a puzzle game. Yeah, it's a puzzle game. You can point fingers and sip on your drink. I just hate hate Bejeweled. It doesn't matter. You, You may not like it. It may not be your game of choice. I wouldn't necessarily call them hardcore, <laughs> but gamers there are some was. hardcore bejeweled players. I was actually going to say Candy Crush. If you want to go ahead and dislike a game, not yeah, a group can, of people, honestly, Candy, candy Crush. Crush. And if you want to talk about hardcore gamers, John, uh, the people that are hardcore about spending that money on Candy Crush. That's true. Oh God, your wife. Yeah. Uh, yeah. No, <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, she doesn't play Candy Crush. Yeah. But if you want to talk about hardcore microtransactions, it's funny enough. It's a cat-based game. Oh, okay. So yeah, no, yeah just as bad. Just as bad. Well, like there, there have been way too many mobile ports this year, though. Like it's it's gotten to be slightly ridiculous, and with Stadia being a thing, and that being, oh hey, now you're going to be able to play your PC games on your phone. It's not exactly it's Stadia. Gonna, it's not going to be exactly the same, though. I mean, no, I know. Again, I'm not a big fan of a lot of the mobile ports, like things that are designed for phone gaming. Again, such as Pokemon Go or something like that. No, those are enjoyable. Those are something that you can kind of do. For me, again, I'm talking about my own personal opinion, so fuck everyone who's disagreeing with me. (laughs) Uh, It it really, like, I don't like certain games being ported over. I don't like first-person shooters being ported over to a phone, you know? It's just, that's not my bag. It's not, if I don't have a controller in hand to do that, I don't feel an attachment to the game. No, but this is the way I view it. So, I mean, a lot of people that don't like mobile gaming, to me, it's kind of ridiculous. I'm going to use a cake analogy because I'm a fat kid. But it's just like, okay, you have all this cake that exists already, and then somebody else puts another cake in front of you. Are you really going to be like, oh, no, fuck that cake? No, yes. no. It's it's more yes. options av- available no. to you. I disagree with you. Yeah, hold on, I have a, I have a question for you kid. then. Is a cupcake a real cake, motherfucker? <laughs> Has it is a cake. It's in the name. Cake is in the name, and it is miniature. It's just a miniaturized cake. Right. It's a cup. I, it's a cup-sized cake. 
I disagree with your statement right there, and I'm going to stick with the fat kid analogy of it, because not everyone likes every single type of cake. And just because you put a, a different type... If someone gave me piece of chocolate cake, okay, I'm enjoying it, I'm good, I got, I like it, I'm cool. Someone puts, like, a coconut cake in front of me, and I'd be like, I'm going to slap the shit out of them. <laughs> but the point is, though, you might not like that, but there's going to be somebody else who enjoys it. So that's what I no, mean. You the have analogy multiple... that you said, if someone else put okay. another okay. piece of cake in front of you, you don't care what it is, you're going to dive into it. I disagree with your statement. Okay, so then maybe, then maybe that was You poor, need to deduct poor, your statement. It was redact. redact. <laughs> Sorry. It's take back, but uh, either way, no. Well, then what I mean is, as far as the analogies, because what I'm trying to say is, the point is, it's never a bad thing to have more options. You might not like that additional option, but there's somebody that might like do so and it's more opportunities to game in general whether you decide to take advantage of it or not which is never in my opinion a bad thing right a, a baked goods store has its varieties that's why you like it exactly yes that i can agree with okay now that we've gotten on with the fat kid analogies <laughs> all right which i'm surprised mike mike is the truest fat kid of us all yeah, he who puts down way more food than both of us and we're both pretty heavy sets it's slow metabolism crazy. asshole slow metabolism <laughs> <laughs> but we don't. We didn't actually get to make it to E3. Obviously, we had to be like everybody else and kind of watch it from streams. But I'm telling you right now, I'm, I'm, this is a freaking promise. One way or another, even if we have to go through the back entrance of like the volunteer and like Mission Impossible style, we're gonna go to one of these E3s in person one day. Anthony's gonna kind of knock up one of the <laughs> uh, people on the inside and get us on the inside track to it. <laughs> He'll be like, "Hey." How you doing? <laughs> Get us in. And they'll be like, nah, yeah. you're pretty as um, that girl. I've seen, <laughs> oh I've seen that face swap. <laughs> I've seen that face swap. <laughs> See the things that come back and haunt you, Anthony. They do. Okay, aside from us trying to sneak into future E3. My problem is, is I wish that it would have gone this year. The biggest reason for it, obviously, is March 3rd, 2020, date that will live in infamy, okay? <laughs> the final date release for Final Fantasy VII, and I'm not going to go too hard on this, because actually we're going to have an entire cast dedicated to that, because I'm hijacking this motherfucker, but... It, uh, it is the, the hype of hype. <laughs> it is the hype of hype, and I'm not going to... We'll talk more about the hype of hype later, but the fact that they had a playable demo there, that's why I would love to have gone... In this like, year, no, no. It, well, it, it was, it was, it was one of those things where it was just like a little bit bittersweet because I would have loved to bet out of E3 and kind of experience it, but at the same time, though, get to relax at home and watch it and see what's going on and be like, yeah, no, all by myself and kind of do that. That's great too. But if I was there for this release, if I was there for this demo to ride this roller coaster all the way through to March third, twenty twenty. That's what it would have been great. And that's the thing. is Sure, we can go ahead and see all this gameplay. We can go ahead and also see um, these trailers. But it's a whole different experience because they actually have playable demos for a lot of things we didn't get to see at mm -hmm. E3. It's, it's a whole other experience. And on the, on the whole Square thing, you had the, the Marvel uh, Avengers game, which apparently the playable demo of that made things look a lot better than they did from the actual, like trailer we got to see and oh yeah that trailer was a goddamn train wreck yeah it, it wasn't I, I wasn't gonna go into it that hard so quick i agree with you like if it wasn't if it honestly if that wasn't such a downer to me i think square probably would have had one of the better showcases uh, well okay so he, uh, that aside like that that trailer compared to gameplay and kind of being there 
So we all know me, I would love to have played a demo of Final Fantasy VII Remake while I was there. What about you guys? What demo that you saw... I'm not necessarily talking about the most hype game that you wanted to be, but what demo would you have liked to play to at least experience? I get to claim Cyberpunk 2077 because if you're taking Final Fantasy VII, that'd be my next one. <laughs> but that's fair though, Keanu Reeves, go for it. I mean, you're <laughs> breathtaking. Yeah, you're breathtaking. No, you're not breathtaking. <laughs> I'm not as kind as Keanu. <laughs> Keanu. So. That's why I want to take that. Then I would still have to stick to Pokemon Sword and Shield. Just to be able to go ahead and play that ahead of time would have been would really nice. I'm going to jump right out there and say it. I, I don't know why, but I'm feeling less, you know, whelmed about this. <laughs> what, Pokemon? Oh, because of the fact that there's no national decks? Yeah, that is that does kind of blow. I'm just like... It, if there's I'm, no Snorlax, this game's canceled. Yeah, <laughs> no. First off, they won't do it just because Snorlax will do it if they had no Pikachu, but... No, I don't know. As as more information is coming out and stuff like that of Pokemon Center, I I've kind of been less interested. Well, in you it. have to remember, there's two there's two major things about this release. One, we're also getting the new version of Bank for the Switch. Right, so, we will get that. It's a, it's probably not going to have it eventually, or but it'll be like DLC. Well, yeah, yeah, what, yeah. Plus, who needs a national decks when you can transfer everything you've caught in Pokemon Go into? Well, it makes the national decks possible. Like yeah. it, with if you don't have a national decks, which that's the thing. If if we're getting box yeah. and you can transfer it over, you're gonna have national decks. Yeah, it, it's just what you're thinking of as far as the national decks goes. Is you're you're thinking of oh, actual catchable? No, that's, Pokemon, but that's like, what I mean. Catchable, like, is, is, no, in, that, that's the, the problem. There's a lot of people I know that are particularly upset about this because they are the people who literally want to catch them all, and this is gonna be the first Pokemon <coughs> game, the actual Pokemon game, where you're not gonna be able to do that. You won't be able to. You won't be able to catch them all. That's well. That's yeah. untrue because almost every single one of them, you weren't actually able to catch them all. You always had to do some kind of transfer trade or other mechanism. Yeah, from prior but that's gens but that's or... what's what I'm referring to is the fact that you could actually have them in the game. Is my point? Well, you can. Ha- that's the thing. What I'm trying to say is you can have them all. You in can the have game. first. You can have some of the gens because remember, not all the Pokemon from all the gens are in Pokemon Go. No, that but that's, that's that, that is true. But what I'm trying to say is with, with yeah. Bank coming to the Switch. Bank is going to be with Sword and Shield. There, it's not going to not use Sword and Shield. Bank is specifically coming to the Switch for yeah, that purpose. Yeah, so you can take stuff from Sword and Shield and put it into the bank. No, but not everything no. from the bank. You can take back anything from all the games that you've had on uh, 3DS or higher, which is at that point you have Black and White Two, which have national decks and every single Pokemon in them. Yes, you can put that into the bank. But what I'm talking about, what you can transfer and from the bank into. Sword and it's Shield. Everything. I'm I'm saying that that's probably going to be DLC content in the long run. Yes, now no, I will agree with John. That might that, be something they'll do in the future. But yes, in the beginning. But the thing is, no. though, Pokemon Go. If you're concerning yourself with Pokemon Go, you haven't played in months, so I don't know why you're. No, that's yeah. not my concern. <laughs> that's not my concern. I, I don't even. Know I what, know. I'm, I'm still waiting for you to open a fucking I, gift. You just. You <laughs> just wanted to go, and that even had nothing to do with nothing. You were you one of my original friends. In. It's still not a best friend, <laughs> you asshole. <laughs> uh, so there, stop you know worrying what? yourself with those things. Well, then we're <laughs> when, 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 wait, wait, did Slack Auth already happen? Was the deck? Yeah. Oh wow, that was this past weekend. Oh, I'm mm-hmm. just a slowpoke. But um, uh, <laughs> either way, so you would play. You would play Cyberpunk Actually, 20, 2027 because I want, of Keanu. I want to take mine back. I want to play uh, a pro- something probably almost Doom? nobody's talked about. No, I, because I do want to play that. Yes, Fallout Man- seventy six, Man Eater. So Man Eater is the spiritual successor of Jaws Unleashed. 
which was a card oh, game at first. The the PC, uh, yeah. That looks like a lot of fun. GTA, you know, but you're a shark. I, I, I don't <laughs> think I saw a lot of the, the PC platform stuff. They didn't well, show the a problem, whole lot The problem right was away. Is that Epic just took over everything, and I could barely, like, after, like, three or four things were, like, Epic exclusive, Epic exclusive, Epic exclusive, I was like, I'm done. A lot this of people is, are not happy about that, too. And honestly, I'm not one of those people who's hated the Epic platform. I, I I agree that we need more competition out there for Steam. The problem is is that they need to start implementing actual tools to make uh, Epic Store competitive with Steam and not just make it this, oh, we're going to buy everybody out. Yeah, like, making the a way lot of things going exclusive about, are kind of just that's shitty and they, on their and, part. And the thing is, is they think they can, you know... I don't even think Final Fantasy VII Remake is going to be exclusive. I think it's, it's going to premiere... On the PlayStation, but it'll but go. It'll eventually, get around. it's gonna it's it'll gonna go. roll out to all the other. You know, it's gonna be on Switch. Yeah, but it'll be dumbed down graphics. It will. Like it, it it, will. It's, it's just gonna, like it it's just like uh, what was the game? At that least, they it, just, at least that, until the Switch uh, higher Witcher, graphics. Witcher, Witcher, Witcher. This C three, they premiered the fact that Witcher is gonna be on the <laughs> Switch, and it's just like oh my god for I people see. for people who oh. wanted Witcher and like you have a Switch and like let's say that's the only platform that you have, so that's cool. That was a scary thing to show because the first one, the first thing you see is the crow, and oh my god, that thing looks so dated. If and you scary, like, it looks like. My, what I've been calling your 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 X Gen <coughs> uh, yeah. graphics because that that was another thing. This E three, there were some peaks, there were some plateaus, uh, but one thing was sure: there were a lot of games that they showed that looked like the graphical contents was not up to par. Avengers City. <coughs> well, yeah. Okay, so to be fair with the Avengers game, they have. We're not good... talking about that yet. We'll go. We'll, we'll talk about that later. They, because they I, I have a way to work on. on. They have a while. To work. There will be that. a time, and it will get it. Yes, it will catch these hands yeah. verbally. Yeah, <laughs> and this is and actually going on that whole graphics discussion. I think this E3, they were trying to. A lot of companies were trying to avoid what happened to Ubisoft years ago when they first announced Watch Dogs with the oh. Hey, we're gonna side by side compare what happened at the E3 trailer versus what we actually got as a game. They're there always was a gonna, huge they're always gonna do that. That's the problem. This but the thing is, is this year I think they were literally trying to avoid that by showing dumbed down graphics. Because like when you even saw uh, Watch Dogs Legion, it didn't look any better than the Division. And honestly, I or Division Two. It, and Division Two is a beautiful game. Don't get me wrong, but there there was nothing in that game that was trying to sell me on next gen graphics as far as Ubisoft Legion was considered. And honestly, I think that Watch game, Dogs Legion. Watch Dogs Legion. Sorry, Watch Dogs Legion looks really good to me, even though I haven't been a big fan of Watch Dogs even since the first one. And I played the first one for a while. I, I remember you were really hyped got, about that coming. out. I was hyped about it. Coming I was out. too. And then when I got into, but then when you got it, was, it was not what they kind of advertised. Right. Yeah. Right. Yeah. You kind of subdue your your expectations after everything. It's like, that that was part of the, that. That's what's happening with me with Pokemon. Is like. The more stuff is coming out, I'm I'm like, okay, I'm, I can calm down. But Dynamax, we get kaiju battles now. Uh, kaiju battles. My my issue is this: is if if they're putting in kaiju battles over having like let's say mega evolutions, I'm not going to be as happy. I mean, it is a raid element, which is I like the raid elements, but don't. Dislike megas. Like I hope we still have that. I don't know. If Maybe I, it'll if come I out in DLC. I hope not. I, I want, <laughs> well, no, it's one of those. I hate season passes. Yes, that that's why I'm excited uh, in about Final Fantasy VII Remake. They didn't say buy this edition and you get the season pass. 
This is a standard, a deluxe, and a first class edition. Nothing was said about uh, the the expanding content, but we know it's going to be done in series. I have a very important question for you, though, since you're the one that purchased it. I didn't really get a chance I to was read going it to, over. Yeah. Is I that pre-ordered only my first the first class. chapter? Yes. Or is that the whole game? No, that is just game one. Oh, my God. I feel so sorry for you. No, no, no. So, okay. Uh, we're getting into the conversation that I didn't want to on this one. Uh, just touch on it quick. Touch on it quick. Confirmed. This game that is coming out on March 3rd, 2020 is going to be basically disc one. It's on a a, a two-disc Blu-ray series. It's basically as big as Red Dead Redemption. That's what they're they're theorizing. And it's only going to consist of Midgar. That's it. First Class Edition has uh, the game, a Sephiroth uh, cover metal casing. Yep. It has an art book. It has three uh, chibi summons, Carbuncle... Um, Chocobo and Cactar. Okay, and basically for the big price, because it's an eighty to a three hundred and twenty nine dollar difference, you get a statue bust. Realistically, for for almost two hundred, no, that's two hundred and something dollars. You're getting an official like live action figure and that. Th- well, those, I, those those statues go for that much. Well, that, and that's I actually made this comment on our Discord. Uh, but yes, I, it's one I, game. It's chapter one in this saga. Yeah, yeah, no, I know they're, so they're, they're, they're they breaking it up. I just, uh-huh. but it's not a season pass, which I'm okay with. No, that's yeah. fine. But my, I, I, if that would have been for the entire game, and like you've already pre-purchased the other chapters, mm-hmm. I'd be okay with that. My fear for you is you're already like dumped down, like yeah, a good, like, I, you're I tapped out. Three hundred seventy-one dollars. They're going to do this again for chapter two they and might. chapter three. If there is three chapters, but I don't the know thing if it's is, though, we're, we're really. Looking I think it's only two because it's two discs. No, well, no. It, no, two discs for chapter two one. Two discs for chapter one. Chapter one. Oh, dear God. It's two discs for chapter one. You you get that entire bundle. No, that's fine. You that's get fine. all of Midgar in that one bundle. And I'm cool with that. Well, not exactly cool, but I can live with that. No, the, here's the difference, and this is why I'm going to shit on your expectation for this. Did you buy a Pip-Boy edition for Fallout? No. You did. Ha <laughs> ha. Did you buy a, uh, what was it, a, um, uh, why am I forgetting the mech suit? Um, power armor. The power armor edition one? Nope. No. Nope. You didn't. But the problem is though, people do for yes. the one game. No, no, that's for fine. the one game. I equivalently did the same thing because the the action figure sculpture that you're going to get normally is a two hundred dollar sculpture anyway. It is. It well, is. That's what and you're I actually, I point, I, again. I was trying to say. I pointed this out on our on our Discord. The statue from. Uh, Final Fantasy VII Advent Figure Children. Arts. Or, oh, okay. That the one from Advent yeah. Children yeah. is actually $369. Right. And it's only, no, I'm not, I'm it's not, only two inches larger no, than the not, one that comes so, with But I get what you're saying. Yeah. Yes. I'm, not, I'm not shitting on your purchase. It, purchase it's, if expectations come throughout, which expectations are that they're going to be doing it in a trilogy, yes. if you will. <laughs> Most likely it'll be a trilogy. With a trilogy, yes. If they do first class edition for first one, Sephiroth edition for the second one, and then Meteor edition for the third one, and all of them are you know three hundred. You, 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 you are know, you're putting saying. out like at least a thousand, maybe a thousand one hundred dollars. Each one is priced. But the, the, same. the thing is, though, it's still probably going to be a couple of years, like a, at least a year apart. Yeah, yeah, you know what I mean. If you're doing it a year apart, okay, that's my gaming for the year. <laughs> I don't need to buy when, any other. That's, you, that's what I've lived for, anyways. Yeah. And, and honestly, did I not say from the very beginning if they came out with a Mega Death Chicken Edition, I'd have to buy yeah. it? And I ponied up. I'm broke as shit right now, I, I, but I, I ponied up. I am not angry at you. <laughs> I'm angry at uh, Squaresoft for still breaking this up into three games. You, I completely understand, and I support your decision to spend that money, and I think you are getting your money's worth. 
I'm just a little still sad that they decided to break up in three games. That's that's my problem. Well, with not not confirmed. We don't know how many two games it's two going three to be. games because there's still going to be an two possibly more. Like that, yeah. that's we don't know for sure what the number is. It's never been confirmed. Yeah. Okay. Aside from that, though, I look at it this way. Uh, so, do do you guys want to talk about like shitting on something, or do you want to talk on something that you enjoyed? Let's start with something positive, man. Let's let's not do the whole negativity thing. Well, because it, it, like E3, we're going to have... Bethesda showed one good game, and it was Doom! <laughs> Bethesda, uh, I, I... Tim, you know, who's a Bethesda fan... So said, was I! For a very long time! That's the thing. So, Doom. Awesome. I guess we're going to take this... Let's do seri- uh, uh, panel by panel. Let's do it that way. <laughs> so, we'll, start, we'll start with Bethesda, then. We'll, we'll, start, Bethesda. we'll start panel by panel. The good, the bad, the ugly. Yeah. No, I'm cool with that. Doom. Let's do it. Doom. Awesome. It's Doom. That's all I have to say. It's fucking it's, Doom. It's fucking Doom. <laughs> well, graphically, amazing. Gameplay looked really fucking cool. And story, I mean, the first one did kind of take it back to the old school Doom, but now this is like, this is the Doom of Doom. They're this gonna is- fight angels now! Yeah! <laughs> this feels like, uh, freaking Diablo for space marines. <laughs> you know what I mean? And like, you can't go wrong with that. You really, you really can't. Right. It, it's, it's still gonna have, it has your angels, it has your demons, it has everything in a Diablo game, but you're basically this badass space marine. That's what it comes down to. And then it's going to come to mobile and we're going to shit on it. <laughs> but the, they they showed you the mobile uh, the platform mobile, yeah. for it. And that's the thing that, for me, I'm all like, I'm not going to play on that. Just I like, mean, I have no money to play it on anything and, uh, anyways. But. Just, like, just like Death Stranding, I have no idea what the hell Ghostwire Tokyo is, but I want to know more. I want to see more gameplay. Oh, that's the game with the... the Everybody's like, disappearing. The, and then you the, just have, like, yeah. the demons and the ghosts and everything kind of just popping up. You it's, have one guy wearing an Oni mask. It's, every, like it's everyone's come to Rapture. Yeah, it's <laughs> yeah. like... But, but, but with <laughs> lots of violence yeah. and ass-kicking and... With actual violence. game mechanics instead of just wandering yeah, around yeah. and looking I don't at think stuff. I, I don't think I saw too much for that. I think I was you too only saw by Doom. <laughs> yeah, I was just like, you Doom is so cool. You only got a short trailer for that anyways. I know, but I just... It brought me back to the days when I would play Doom, like, back in the but that's what I love about yeah. it. Um, as far as games that I'm interested in, I want to know more about Deathloop. Looks really cool. I don't know if you guys saw the trailer for Deathloop. It's about the, the it's about this world where you have two people. Yeah, the, the are, two assassins that are fighting each other, and, and it's and essentially Spy Groundho- it, no, it's Groundhog's Day. Groundhog. Well, yeah, Spy, uh, no, Groundhog's Day. Day no, John's right. John's right. So, it's Spy versus Spy. Spy they always Spy. kill each other. and They always come back, and yeah. it's an endless loop. But right. that's what's interesting is it's going to have a story element too because you got to figure yeah. out why this loop occurs, and you have to try and end overhead. It. Story driven. No, not Ori. This one is first person uh, shooter. Is it? Yeah, it's first. Which person. game? I thought it was third. No, Deathloop. From what I've seen, I thought it was a uh, first person shooter. Yeah. I, I, again, I only I only saw the I, might be, I saw the uh, teaser. I didn't actually see any gameplay from. Uh, yeah. Um, All I know is that it, it seems like Bioware, uh, not Bioware. Uh, <laughs> uh, non-existent. Yeah, pretty much. It hurts me to say that. Yeah, exactly. But the panels that we had, it's just like this. That. What was it? They didn't even put out anything good for um, Fallout. Fallout, they're 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 changing. You have everything. Battle Royale. Aren't you excited about that? Because so, I know how much you love Battle Royale, John. It's your so, favorite genre. Yeah, yeah, I know. <laughs> awesome, great. Um, okay, so seventy six is getting Battle Royale. And no, they're getting, Royale. they're getting MP. Okay, so this is what I was talking about with Tim on this discussion. I said they're obviously they're trying <coughs> to pull whatever they can back in 276 because they screwed up so heavily bad. The statistics out on that game basically show that, hey, more than 50% of the audience that originally purchased they it They were said, practically giving oh, it away. I, 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 have to, I have to say this. Bethesda, 
if you're looking or if you're listening, all you have to do, introduce private servers and allow modding and we're all done. You can you can just walk away from it and, and we won't care anymore because that's all we've wanted from the freaking get-go. No, the issue is, is you still had a community that is driven on storyline events, which I can understand them putting out in... NPCs. You give it to the modding community, we'll have NPCs with storylines in a month. That is fair. I mean, half the thing that is beautiful about Fallout 4 and about Skyrim is is the remodding and the modding community that has created full adventures, full worlds. They they redid Morrowind in Skyrim Engine. They did the same thing with Fallout 4. They went ahead yeah. and recreated New uh, Vegas. Fallout 3, too. And yeah. New Vegas. So you can play all three games in that engine. Mm. Yeah. I think the only thing that's really going to come back due to this is because they're introducing Battle Royale, it's going to bring in the people who love Battle Royale games, and they're going to go and they're going to play For this. For about five minutes, and then they're going to realize the PvP sucks and the gun mechanics aren't as good as well, half the... Well, Battle Battle Royale, what they're going to do is they're going to find out this is still a Bethesda game, and it's riddled with bugs, and then they're going to be like... I'm going to go back to Apex. Like, that's what it comes down to. So they're going to pull in an audience for a quick time period. Unfortunately, I think 76 is doomed. And unless they do something such as bring back an old... Like, this is how Bethesda is going to win. Hand it to the modern community. Well, aside from handing it to a modern community, at this point in time, people might shy away so far from 76 that the only thing they can do to resave this is if they basically start to remaster their old games. You remaster it, give it to the modern community. People, and boom. people have called for it. People said remake Fallout uh, Three, one, right, or, or three. one and two, or what? It, you just redo that, that. Would be interesting. I'd love to see them do that, but I don't, I don't know. Do they finally have the rights? I think now it's, they it's, finally do. It's weird. It's still weird. Um, as far as I, as far as I know, I think it is still a, a weird thing going on. I'm, I'm literally, uh, I'm. I don't really care one way or other about the company because I don't play enough Fallout, anyways. Even though I do like the genre. I, I fear for people who are diehard fans who, um, like, like Anthony, like our buddy Tim, stuff like that, that realistically, if, if they, if Bethesda puts out another game like that, they're gonna go broke. Oh no, if Star, if Starfield or Elder Scrolls 6 suck, they're, they're, they're like done. done. They're just done. I don't think they're done, but I do think that's gonna be a blow. It's gonna be very hard to They're gonna have to sell right, off assets. Right they're gonna now. sell off Fallout. They're right gonna sell now. off all these games. They they actually the are holding the they they are holding the fucking candle and it, it is it's between them Bioware and Activision. I don't know which one is going to crumble first, but one of them will crumble. It's going to be Bioware. I'm telling you right now. I hate to say this as a longtime Bioware fan. It's going to be Bioware, especially with yeah. EA looking at them. It's like it's it's good, they're going to take Bioware just out. Just don't the need another evil EA thing going on. Uh, EA actually has become less evil. It's I don't know what happened. EA's presentation this year they got three. slapped so hard. That's just a presentation. <laughs> Anybody can sit there and go ahead and be like, "Oh no, I didn't mean this. Uh, I can change." That doesn't mean that they necessarily. Well, have no, to. you have to remember that that's their front. Their, 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 their presentation was literally one thing. They just did the they, they did like that little booth setup for Jedi Fallen Order. That was it. That was E3's main presence. Well, for, at E3. First off, sir. That's a successful platform right there. Yeah. Because Jedi Fallen Order looked if really Bethesda, good. If Bethesda would have done what E3 did and just did like the little like live presentation thing and didn't try to do a whole fucking uh, platform thing that like Nintendo and uh, and Xbox did, they would have actually probably gone off better because we wouldn't be shitting on them for releasing four mobile games at E3. 
But like, to your point about talking about EA, they did show a little bit more, but it's all the stuff we all expect. You know, you had, of course, the Sims 4 expansion, you know, FIFA. Sports. FIFA. Yeah, 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 sports, 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 sports. sports, right. sports things. But the, big, the biggest thing that they had was, was that, fall, that Fallen Order. Order. Didn't, they, didn't they also release uh, Forza Lego Edition? Forza Lego the, Edition. Yeah. Oh, and there may have been an Xbox, because Forza's Xbox only. Is it? Yeah. Well, because I thought it was uh, under EA. I could be wrong. They, they will. It might be part of EA, but that was more like the uh, the <coughs> Xbox uh, side of it. For, side of it Forza thing. is um, a Microsoft Studio. Yeah, oh, okay. but I mean, no, but to your point, Star Wars Jedi Fallen Order. I definitely, from seeing gameplay, it got heavy Force Unleashed vibes, which is not a bad thing. The first game I still love. The second game is the one as the first game I think I ever have, and hopefully ever will have to put down like halfway through. But uh, no, be, I mean, it, it seems like the, it, the story looks like it's going to be really good, especially if it's anything like the story we got from Battlefront 2, which was a huge surprise, because that's a shooter. You don't really, like, play shooters for a story or expect a good story from a shooter more often than not. Some people will kind of try and argue the Call of Duty franchise, but whatever. But if it's anything like Battlefront 2 story in regards to the care and consideration they put into it, I think it's going to be a fantastic game. It's potential, potential. Game of the year. Um, I I definitely I, I I think it's good. I think it's coming around pretty well. I mean, it, it's obviously yeah, as long as it le- releases in 2019, it may actually be able to do that. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't beating Final Fantasy. No. <laughs> I, I, I honestly don't think anything's going to beat Cyberpunk 2077 because we've all played Final. Like a lot of people have played Final Fantasy VII. I think it will be a great game. I think it looks beautiful. I think it will. It will. It'll be a contender. You can't sit here and it say won't, it's not. It, it will be I a can't contender. Say because but I think it, that they're... Cyberpunk 2077. So as far as 2020 is concerned, that will be the game to beat. I think that at least in the American market, Final Fantasy VII will do great numbers. Yeah, maybe not worldwide, but definitely in U.S. numbers because uh, Japan has fallen off with a lot of like. Unless it's a, a, a MMO, like JRPGs, that has slowly declined. So, just in general. Uh, I, well, I guess we can touch on 2K games. Then they showed, like, two two games, which is The Outer Worlds, which was basically supposed to be the big middle finger of Bethesda <laughs> and Fallout. Yeah. Uh, because that's uh, Obsidian's behind that, right? Yep. Yeah. So that's their way of saying, you know, we'll, we'll go, we'll go create our own universe. Well, so Screw you. And the, the interesting thing is, is this: it's Obsidian's kind of their own take on Fallout and Borderlands mashed together. Yeah, and, and that's it's an interesting way for them to go because they they wanted to, they had a game that they were working on a while back. Uh, it was like Spacefarer or something like that, and they never got to actually complete it, as far as I recall. So then Obsidian ended up working on Pillars of Eternity 1 and 2, and that's been their big bread and butter this past year. They crowdfunded those uh, the, both those games. Actually, essentially, they crowdfunded Pillars of Eternity 1 so hard that they got to make 2. <laughs> like, holy crap, crowdfunding for Pillars of Eternity was, like, done in a day, and then... And then some. And then some. Um... But Borderlands Three, I think that's that's going to be a, a pretty big deal. I, I mean, oh, I, Borderlands Three is going to be huge. Yeah. I, I'm definitely going to be playing as Muscle Siren. That's the, more like going to be the class I'm going to play, which is weird because I usually I usually go Soldier out, and uh, I, I still might end up playing as her instead. But right now, Muscle Siren because you guys know I love to punch everything. So now I actually have a character that that's what she does. She just summons more fists to punch things. We're yeah. happy for you. Yeah. <laughs> um, I, I think Borderlands 3 is probably going to be a huge success. I mean, from, oh, yeah. from the information that, that's been provided and from the people that I actually follow on Twitch, 
who've been playing Borderlands 2 and going into getting ready for Borderlands 3 and the information. <laughs> Which for so many people have been playing the pre-sequel at 2. Well, well yes. for anybody who doesn't know 2, uh, they actually released <laughs> a free DLC which yep. is the bridge between the events of the end right. of two into three. Yeah, I actually downloaded it last night. I haven't started playing. I it. need to play it too, man. So, and that's the thing. Like they, they've, from what the community is talking about, they've done a lot of stuff with the battle system heading in the right direction and kind of recapturing the great things about one and two and kind of putting it into three. Like three is becoming this amalgamation that is the accomplishments of one and two. Yeah, and actually one of the one of the. It's finally, it's finally, it's finally a company that's learning from their past iterations and going forward. Because one of the, one of the best things that I've seen from this and one of the things that I've heard from almost everybody who's gotten to play the the demo is that they've managed to make the shooting mechanics stronger. And that was, that was one of my things. Like two had kind of a, a weird floaty feel, especially on controller. Um, when I played it on PC, it wasn't nearly as bad, but it's still, like, I had, like, weird, uh, mouse kind of control, weird. It was just you weird. You felt like you're playing on low ga- graph. Yeah. Yeah, that's fine. And that was one of the things, Cause like, because it, it was. Because it, it was a different plan. Well, you were on the moon. Yeah. Hmm. Uh, but, I mean, I want to bring up Microsoft now, though, because, you know, you did bring up, uh, Forza Horizon, the Lego edition. There you which go. Which was a surprise to me, but yeah, it was actually the Microsoft presentation. It was a little bit goofy, it. but I mean, it's, it's from the Lego movie. But this sort of, what's great is, you know what, I never thought I'd have fun playing Lego games, but all these Oh, the Lego games are so Oh, fun. they're a blast, whether you're an adult or a kid, like, everybody's having a good time Lego with that. Lego Star Wars, yeah. Lego Batman, Lego, uh, Forza, I think is going to be one of those things, like, especially... It's, it's a key for coming in, aside from adults, a lot of kids who like that goofy nature of Legos, introducing them into a racing game. And they're actually... I think it's genius. They're doing the complete uh, saga like of Star Wars, too. All yeah. nine movies. They showed a preview for that. It was pretty uh, funny. Yeah. Because if you have that Lego humor, like when Luke gets his hand cut off... Darth Vader pops off his Lego little Lego hand. It's a cure. You want mine? Yeah, yeah, exactly. That kind of stuff. They they, they put all that cheeky stuff in there. The Lego stuff gets away with a lot of things that are great. You can be cheeky with it. You can, you know, have a lot of fun. You have your action. But no one really gets hurt because they just kind of, like, reattach their body parts. Yeah. Yeah. So you have all this violence, and it's not truly violence. Yeah, it's it's just like everybody's fine. Right. I will say, though, I am, for the first time in a very long time, super excited for Halo. Halo Infinite, just, I mean, all we got was really just a trailer. A we got a teaser. Yeah, that's all we got was that, a teaser. That, that's that's but fair. Some, I mean, if you're going to do using it, some game, well. Using some in-game engine, though. That that was the in-game engine they used to yes. show off that teaser. That was probably the beginning of the game, as a matter of fact. Uh, but it had very much, from the look and feel, like Halo 1 and 2. Like, the good Halos. Versus, you know, don't get me wrong, I think it's really cool they got, like, uh, Nathan Fillion and uh, Michael Tare. In um, in Halo Five, I think it was called Guardians, which like four wasn't great, and five was apparently abomination. It's nice because it feels like they're kind of going back to their roots. They're going back to what made Halo fun. We need to see gameplay, of course, but at least the feel of it is there, and it has my attention enough to want to see more versus just completing on F. Uh, also, with this, like it, it, that trailer kind of gave you a vibe of oh shit, we lost. Yeah, which like, we never really gotten in a lot of the other Halo games. There might be like something crazy that happens, but you no, know, Master Chief in the end always <laughs> overcomes the odds. Right. This time we have it to where, oh no, dude, like mission report, we we lost everything, Chief. Look. <laughs> yeah. It, I mean, it puts you in that dire straits to like go through 
a very epic game. You're clawing back out of a hole. I think that was the direction that they really wanted to yeah. with that. When you feel when you feel like, okay, I played these other games, but everything went to shit. Oh god, Master feel... Chief's becoming an Avenger because when you can't save the world, you can definitely avenge it. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah, pretty much. Okay, but I was going to go further on that, but I kind of want to end on that note. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not excited for Gears, though. No, thank you, I'm thank not. you. I, th- I thought I was going to be the only person who said what. <laughs> I was, I was, I was kind of done with Gears after four, seeing five. I think the, the little animation they showed you, like the different I faces thought, and yeah. the insanity, was kind of it was it was cool to watch. I didn't, about I, didn't, it. I didn't care for anything that they showed for Gears. I'm, I, I I haven't played Gears since, like, 3, I think. I, I, I haven't played Gears since, like, 1 or 2. I lost a lot of interest a long time ago. Yeah, exactly. A Bleeding Edge. I That's, that's a, this a kind is of a, odd one. To, tell me, okay, so I saw the mechanics for this. This is very much Runner's Edge stuff. So is this, like, if I'm remembering the correct game, this is the one where they're doing parkour off of different stuff, but they've added more actual story elements to it, correct? Well, no, no, no. Bleeding Edge is strictly just arena battle. This is 4v4. Okay, then I'm, I'm thinking of the wrong thing. Because I, I, then I'm... There is a game that somebody put out there that feels like Runner's Edge, but it was also like a first-person You mean Mirror's Edge? Yeah, Mirror's Edge. Uh, I'm not sure which game that is. We'll probably end up going through it here in a minute. I, I, I vaguely uh, think I know what you're talking about. Yeah. Bleeding Edge is just some wild... Almost kind of like Team Fortress mixed with Borderlands. Uh, I didn't. I don't think I saw this. It's, one it's just wild. Almost all the characters are uh, more human than human. It's almost I want to say like um, Deus Ex on crack. Where I they remember, have all the I modifications remember, yeah, and everything. I remember the teaser it's just it, it's just crazy. And it's four four characters versus four characters. Uh, kind of like a, a very simplistic uh, Overwatch and concept, except for it's strictly just death battle. But I, I, you really would have to see it because I'm really underselling it right now, and I'm sorry for doing so. But it looks like an interesting kind of beat 'em up, kind of arena battle style game. I don't know. A beat 'em up. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Just like, <laughs> just like Battle Toads. I know you want to bring that up, but Battle I'm not Toads happy. Are... I'm no. not happy about it. No. Why? No. I thought that was. Uh, cool. I'm, I'm happy that they're bringing it back. I'm not exactly fond of the art style, but honestly, it's art style. It's It was a directive choice, whatever. Uh, I've always been one of those people like. I will let creative people be creative and not really give them shit for their creations. Most of the only time, time I'm uh, like hypercritical about that is you evil. That's the only time I'm hypercritical. Well, the, the only time the only time that I'm hypercritical about it is like if you're trying to make a a realistic textured game, make sure that you have that instead of making and you have the technology now, make it not look like PlayStation Two graphics, such as we were going to probably talk about uh, uh, you okay. know, Marvel's Avengers. Yeah. Which I think graphically it's a piece of shit. But if you have something that still looks of the engine of this time, or art style. Art style is a choice. There are plenty of games that you can enjoy that don't have to be super realistic. Yeah. But just make sure that it looks sharp. Make sure it's compatible for the engine of today. Battletoads just looks like it's a fan-made game, but not even like a good one. It looks like a Flash game. It looks like a Flash game. I'm on Newgrounds again. That's what yeah. it feels like. But who, you know, it, it like might it. Super Meat Boy looks better. <laughs> it might just as, as long as I can get it for like five dollars. Yeah, yeah, then I might be okay with that. Then I might be okay. But then we have Minecraft Dungeons. I mean, hey, we got Minecraft Diablo, hey, guys. Ma- Microsoft yeah. is using that Minecraft license that they bought many years ago. Yeah. Uh-huh. I mean, there's Crossfire, but I, there's not really much I can say. It was some kind of weird futuristic war thing. They shot down a like a tall building they were in, and then he's just like, "Go forward into the water." So it's like I don't know what really more could be said about that. But we're going to get into CD, CD Project Red because I know you're kind of in like 
shifting in your seat wanting to talk more about Cyberpunk 2077. Well, wasn't it uh, that that presentation where the person who yelled out... Um, you're breathtaking. You're breathtaking. Yeah. Is getting like uh, he's getting a free copy of the game. He's getting a free copy of the because game because what he did is he just gave them a shitload of publicity because that became an E3 moment. Yeah, like that became that that video that became was a viral. Meme. <laughs> yes, yeah. exactly. And now everyone's using the Keanu. You're breathtaking. That's that's how you get motivated. It's like you know what you're having a bad day. Just remember you're breathtaking, and you, mm-hmm. and you feel good for the rest of the day. Well, what's it? <laughs> I I feel really good about the two major appearances that showed up. One being Keanu Reeves, and two. Uh, John Bernthal for for uh, it was uh, Ghost uh, Recon Ghost yes. Breaking Point the DLC. Yeah, although perfect char- like perfect actor for that no he has I'm sorry I, he's being typecasted now he's being typecasted <laughs> he now he is the Punisher but he is like he is anything like uh, a paramilitary you know what I mean it's just simple as that so I, I have to say this I, I loved his presentation on that game I'm just kind of weirded out because apparently that that Wildlands is going more into like a weird like parallel universes and stuff RP, like, well it's not just that it's also doing like pseudo RPG elements now they're also doing Terminator by the way yeah, yeah. So well they, everyone's did you not notice that everyone is getting a little bit of Terminator yeah, action Gears weird. is getting yeah, they are. Uh, Terminator I action I saw but I didn't want to mention it because it means we'd have to talk about Gears <clears> more that's fair. I would, uh, I, I'm pulling that statement back. I mean, the, be- the best things about the Cyberpunk, Cyberpunk 2077... That it's bringing new life into a tabletop uh, IP, for starters. Well, not... No, they already announced that they are going to yeah, start there's, making... There's more. a prequel RPG coming out to the And they're the, going to the continue game. from there. Yeah. I mean, when's the last time you saw tabletop Cyberpunk being made? Well, this is... Yes, very true. Um, but what I was getting at is damn the Johnny got down <laughs> the Johnny Silverhand um, appearance with Keanu Reeves means that we're actually tying this into the lore that was already built up in Cyberpunk in the tabletop game, which is one of the reasons why yes there is going to be a prequel, which is one of the reasons why we're yes we're getting the resurgence of Cyberpunk. But the fact that we we got to see I was just, Mike for whatever reason I feel like if they came out with a D and D game. Okay. You mean Boulder's Gate 3? But, <laughs> but, but then they, they legit had Dritz come in. They, they did that. He was in, in Boulder Gate? He, he, was in, he was in Boulder's Gate 2. He was in the Boulder's Gate 2. Um, I forget what the name of the game. Like, it was Boulder's Gate 2, but it was on PS2. Um, and it wasn't actually, it wasn't part of the actual, like, main Boulder's Gate franchise. It was all these weird offshoot games mm-hmm. that they did for the PlayStation and PlayStation 2. Um, he was he was a playable character in those because it was more of like an action RPG like Diablo. Okay, he was one of the like he was one of the unlockable characters that you could play as, and then in, he was also in the Icewind Dale game. Fair. That but was that, the same that's, like, that's the whole point. It's but, just like you bring an iconic character into it. That's what brings a lot of people. One for me, if Elminster shows up in Baldur's Gate three, I will be happy. <laughs> I'm just saying though, if it, for for let's just say a tabletop community member who is not big into gaming. And now they're going to see iconic characters that they're familiar with because of their tabletop experience mm-hmm. and now see them interact with them with building their character in uh, 2027. Then they're like, that's, oh, that's what like, I'm most excited about. So, I mean, 
Cyberpunk 2077 is giving me what Deus Ex has refused to give me, and that's the ability to kind of truly create my own character and my own story. Yes, it becomes a, a, a first-person shooter, which, again, I'm not big on those, but I can at least understand their artistic direction in that choice, because, again, they said it was the verticality of everything, because, in fact, you have these tall buildings, you have all this stuff around you, they want you to kind of just be able to just be wowed by your surroundings. Yeah. And if you were to do it as kind of a third-person kind of shooter like Deus Ex... Uh, it wouldn't feel the same. And yes, I know Deus Ex, you do have the option of going to first person. Yeah. Well, but still. I, this is one of those things that I have to I have to kind of point out as well. The the one of the biggest things about this is we got to see the 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 in engine stuff that we got to see. We got to see it from two different perspectives because they did the the side by side loads of the like solo V where it was you know run and gun brute force take down bad guys you know run around shoot stuff. And then we got to see the more tactical V, where it was the, like, uh, I don't know what the thing is called, but it was like a ripcord that he just shot out and he could hack into somebody from a yeah. distance with it. Mm-hmm. And the, the that kind of gameplay, that that being able to do things in... You're getting that absolute freedom, which is awesome. Yeah. Like, you'd be well, able to play your style. It's in, not even just make your own character. In that realm, own, like that was everything. what that's what Deus Ex tried to do for they the longest time. And did. the first game and did I a really good job of, of doing that. And then the second one was was it had a lot of the, the same elements, but stealth became the best way of doing everything. Yes. Um, Either way, the freedom to create and kind of build your own contract. It's I it's I've told you for years. And a lot of times when you go into D and D. You know what I mean? You're set to building that class's type, okay, because of what you have by feats and stuff like that. And unless you really want to overexpend on certain feats to get new stuff, it's not going to optimize your character. In this, building it, creating your character, and then kind of going through and being like, well, I'm going to focus into this, and it doesn't bound you to something... It creates that freedom. I do want to bring something up, though. It's only because I want to do it in defense of CD Projekt Red because they've been getting a lot of flack for this. But there's this huge concern with uh, Cyberpunk 2077, especially because you have all the modifications and everything. Uh, when you create your character, there's a whole thing where you only get to choose male or uh, female. A lot of people were pissed off. It's like, all right, well, you know, what if I'm non-binary or trans or anything like that? But they, the creators even came out and said, especially during E3, that you have that option. The reason why it's shown that way is that your government identification. And in the cyberpunk world, the government is very restrictive. Like, you have to be this or that. You don't have those other choices. But it's really, it upsets me that people weren't willing to give them that chance. The, the issue is, is people are way too politically driven when it comes down to things. I was talking with somebody, uh, my buddy Jeremy, the other day, and another issue came up with the whole thing that had to do with energy drinks. Oh, the signposts were... The signposts yes. that, that is mix it up. That's their slogan. I forgot yeah. what the energy drink was. And it's silhouette, so on and so forth. Look it up if you want to. But the issue is, it's like, it's a real statement. Things are already be done this way. Like, you need to stop. This is a fantasy world. It's meant to push the envelope. It's not hurting anyone's feelings. And that, Deal with it. And that poster stop was... Stop being soft that poster was not meant to make fun of trans people. No. Anything. It was, again, it was... It was it's maybe, a realistic approach. It maybe wasn't the trans representation people were looking for, but it was there and it was not meant to be a punchline, which people no. were accustomed to. Again, it wasn't meant to be offensive. It was... It's a... It's just to show that those people exist. Again, well, not, in corp... In the major pushing factor is that corporations take advantage of that. Yeah. You want this type of treatment? 
Corporations will cater to that. Like that's like Pride Month and everybody throwing up flags for no reason other than just, hey, see, we're cool and trendy, buy our products. Right. I mean, you you do, if, if that's what you do, you celebrate it, go for it. But that's not to say that corporations aren't going to get their penny out of it. And that just makes this more cyberpunk than anything. That's right. Because that's what you're fighting against. You're fighting against that establishment. When, when, when the creators said that, they were like, no, corporations do this on a daily basis. Yes. That's why it's included. I mean, yes, we're putting it in the game, but it's realistic. In a futuristic scenario, that's how corporations work. Yeah. Now and in the future. And if you want to get away from the corporations, you can always go to Konami and become a giant robotic panda in Contra. Yep. <laughs> that is fair. And that's oh, yeah, all we'll Contra. say of that. And that's Contra. really all we're going to say Contra about Contra. Coming out. It's yeah. nice, nice to see Contra coming back and... Um, I, I guess, you know, you have why, to evolve. Why did it look be, like a PS1 game now? <laughs> because that's, the, the again, that's the theme we were talking about before. Is That's just kind of where we're Graphical at. Graphical downgrades, man. Graphical downgrades. Right. I mean, so the one thing, obviously, that I they I thought they had a great panel was Square. And But the only problem that I, I had... I have, to, I have to say something. They are officially, and I don't care if anybody has any issues with this, they are officially Squeenix. <laughs> Squeenix. There you go. Um, so you heard it because this was literally this was literally like JRPG, 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 JRPG kind of thing. I'm like, happy with that. Though. I'm oh, happy with that too. That's and then it, my it was, style of game. Honestly, I'm I'm happy to see things like Romancing Saga get uh, get a uh, reinvention. I'm really happy to see. Did, didn't they show another thing? Mario Builder. I mean, uh, Dragon Quest Builder. Yeah, oh, Dragon Quest. Uh, like you were, talk- you and I were talking about that yeah. before. Yeah, Dragon Quest Builder. You have that. You have. Uh, but I'm just saying, the well, last remnant got remastered and is already out on the Switch. Aren't they? Didn't um, they show more stuff for the new Octopath? I, I don't remember if they did. Uh, I don't believe so. They're, they're, Maybe Octopath I saw, was coming to Steam. That was the big. That's thing. That, what I was. That was the big. Thing I saw. I, I swear, I saw another uh, new Octopath uh, commercial. But uh, the only thing that I think about Square that kind of really was crazy was. That they went way too soon with doing Final Fantasy VII Remake. I thought that they they put that up there. It set the pace, yes, but at the it same time... It set the bar. <laughs> it, it set the bar and everything else kind of went down over. And the worst part was Final Fantasy VIII was trying to ride its coattails. Oh my god, I completely forgot that they announced that. They at did. It's like Final Fantasy VIII... The remaster. remaster, not remake. To be fair, not many people gave a shit about the remaster either. Yeah, to be fair, <laughs> I may probably play it if I can get it on the cheap. But like, it drove the coattails. I'm 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 all in on Final Fantasy VII. The the two things that I was really happy to see, as far as remakes, remasters, all that stuff. I mean, yes, Last Remnant was a good game. It, it deserves to get remastered on the Switch. Trials of Mana and the entirety of the uh, Mana Collection. Yes. Trials of Mana was one of the games that a lot of people missed out on because it was it was kind of released at the end of a life cycle of a system, as well as it being a primarily released in Japan. Yes. Um, so getting I'm, actually, I'm, I'm, I'm one, psyched play that Trials of Mana, and two, it actually getting a... Having an anthology collection. Yeah. Having the anthology collection is going to be cool to have it on a system and, yeah. and do that. I agree with you there. I already no. bought it on the Switch. No, no, but so so aside from Square, because again, it, they they set a bar and everything else. I feel like kind of teetered off on that. Not to say that it wasn't a bad panel. I just thought that they <coughs> they they went in hard with Final Fantasy VII remake, and there you go. Yeah. That's like that. That's Honestly, the most memorable thing about it. Well, that's the thing. They they only really had. I want to say like games. they had a lot of games, but they only had four new things. 
Yeah. Four really, like, actually new things to show off. Well, that's because their biggest thing was more information on Final Fantasy VII Remake, where Square had already done most of the release for time frame and stuff like that at their, their, their symphony, uh, their music the concert, project, the concert, the, the night before. Yeah. So it's like, whatever. But I think all of us can agree on one major thing. And I know this, this is, happens very few and far between that Nintendo far and above oh, yeah, had they, the best panel. They had the, they had the, 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 they had the best day, honestly. Yes. And Nintendo had so much stuff. And some of it was from, you know, multiple different studios. We had, stu- I think they, they, we had them show stuff from Squeenix. They had something for everybody. And I, I'm just really happy, to, as a huge Nintendo fan, to finally be able to proudly say that they took the gold at an E3. I think there's one thing, though, and this is probably one thing that I'm going to have to shit on Nintendo for. Do you know the faces that I saw when I was watching that panel? And they, intri- they you see this Donkey Kong, Diddy Kong, and I forgot the Alligator King's name. Um, King K. Rool. There you go. Yeah, King K. Rool. Uh, in this thing, and then you... you're. You're thinking that they're going to be releasing a new Donkey Kong Country game. And it's not. It introduces Banjo and Kazooie. Very cool <laughs> to Smash. Everyone's going to like Banjo and Kazooie into the Smash. But, like, I think people would have been more hyped if we with were that Donkey, Donkey Kong, Kong Country game. game well, also, for, the announcement, if, since we're talking about Smash characters, is Dragon Quest. We have the yes. whole character where it's just kind of like the Pokemon trainer. We can switch out between switch the different characters. heroes. Yeah. I, and. I don't think it was released at E3. I thought I saw something else. I don't know if this is a rumor or not. They might be pulling Chrono from Chrono Trigger into Smash. I would love to see that. That's true. That would be fantastic. That would be... Um, he, I, he, I gotta get into Smash and that's gonna be yeah. like one of my new characters. That's character. gonna be like, your main Oh role. my god. <laughs> uh, like, I know so Cloud about, is yeah. supposed to be my Smash. Like, yeah, like but if Chrono's in it, I'm all like, what? <laughs> <laughs> so back, back before Joker got announced... For Smash, there was a there was a no uh, more Fire Emblem characters DLC, please. Well, okay, so they released a uh, a certain someone released a leak, and that leak had um, there was a lot of leaks to C three. Well, a lot of leaks. The, the, this leak was again, like I was saying, pre when Joker was announced. It when are we had gonna stop Joker calling them and, leaks and start calling what they are, which is people just for publicity throwing out shit? Yeah, <laughs> but it had that had the that had Joker. It had uh, Banjo Kazooie. It had hype building trains. That we were the talking well, it had all these characters. It had the Dragon Quest. No, character. I'm talking about him though. Like, um, it had all those characters announced. Plus, it also had uh, Chrono from Chrono Trigger on that list. Okay, so everybody's so thinking that it's now true that that leak was actually a real leak, right? Because it's now it's now three for three, right? So the next one post this group would be Chrono. Well, there was a lot of leaks for Final Fantasy VII that were coming out beforehand that turned out... Some of the leaks obviously turned out to be true. That's the thing, though. You could almost take a a dartboard, put some stuff on there about a game, throw a dart at it, put it out into a Reddit forum, and you might, you might get it right. Like, that's the thing. Um, A lot of people can nail that stuff down to a science. Yeah. I mean, there was there were some people that that threw out like, oh, hey, we're gonna get at, at E three, we're gonna see a new grass Pokemon, a new normal Pokemon, and a new uh, like rock flying Pokemon. Well, what was the what yeah. was the one thing that? Because obviously, we all agree that Nintendo had the best panel. But what was the one thing out of that panel that you were the most like jacked for? Honestly, like, okay, so I'm gonna I'm I'm gonna 
kind of be the offshoot one. Um, I'm fine. actually... Uh-huh. I said that's fine. Go for it. Um, I'm actually... You, already know, you, you should already know mine. Yeah, no, I know yours. Yeah. Um, <laughs> the two... And I have, to, I, have to, I have to say this. There's two things that actually kind of stole my attention when it came to Nintendo. And one of them I was not expecting to kind of be like, oh my god, this actually looks like a fun game. Um, Luigi's Mansion. Luigi's Mansion looks really cool, it really fun. It looks really cool. Um, but the one that I'm actually most psyched the, for the is the... It's a co-op game. Yeah. Um, but the one that I'm actually most psyched for, and the one that I, again, ca- kind of caught me out of left field, but I kind of... I had heard rumors, was the Link's Awakening remake. Yes. Because I loved that game. The Link's Awakening w- was really cool to see. Like, obviously, we knew that that was going to be coming up, but now that we have a release date for it, which, if I remember correctly, it's going to be in September, mm. uh, which a lot of things are coming out in September. Like, a lot of things yeah. are coming out in September. I was always asking myself, like, okay, you're going to come out with this game, and, like, it's not going to be a huge game. Like, how are you going to charge $60 or $50 on the Switch for, for, for this game? And then And then you kind of come across, like, well, they are going to be adding new stuff, which is what you need to do if you're gonna if you're gonna push this up into this platform and redo the graphics and and stuff like that. What else are you gonna do? And then basically having this like dungeon creator for it is is astonishing. I think it's gonna create a really cool interactivity with your friends because yeah. you can go through the game and go through the story and everything like that by yourself. But then you also have the capability. Of going through building a dungeon in some fashion, uh, basically either doing yourself and like honing your own skill, or challenging a friend. If I, I saw that correctly, to where you can challenge your friends to like go through my dungeon and see if you can't beat it. Yeah, that was cool. For me though, the one thing because of the fact that I have fell in love with Breath of the Wild, the stuff that they're coming out the teaser. for yeah the teaser saying that they are in development for. The Breath of the Wild sequel, Breath of the Wild 2 if you want to call it, whatever, and the little stuff that they did, in the beginning you almost think it's like a a Sheikah, you know, corpse, or just like all the other temples and stuff like that. It's canon. Yeah, I know. It has to be. And honestly, everybody was thinking that it was just going to be DLC when you first saw that trailer. Like, everybody was like, oh, it's going to be the final DLC for Breath Breath of the Wild. And then when it was like, in development now, Breath of the Wild sequel. Honestly... The fact that it's the, I'm going to say the third game in the entire Zelda franchise to get a sequel. Mm-hmm. Uh, you have Majora's Mask being the sequel of Ocarina of Time, kind of. Kind of. There's they're a few, loose. there's so a few, is, like, spiritual tie-ins. They're, they're, well, I mean, we know like that... Like, Link's Awakening and, and Link to the Past are kind of connected by a bridge. There, Yes, there are some that are d- direct Link games, such as Majora's Mask 2, Ocarina of Time. But this is, like, the first time that we're doing, like, a hard sequel. Like, same namesake. You know what I mean? Going into this, and uh, from my understanding, the reason why they did it is because the, the creators loved this Hyrule, this game, this mapping this world so much that they wanted to continue. Well, and honestly, uh, when you talk about the end of that game, it also felt like it deserved a sequel. Oh, absolutely. How they ended it off being like, we have to rebuild, like, let's build this new Hyrule together. You're like, oh, like, yes. What what, what are we going to see? What are we going to do? And in, in what we're getting, and we could do probably a breakdown of that trailer, <coughs> Being like the malice is coming from the corpse of Ganon at the bottom of Hyrule Castle makes all the sense in the world. And now Ganon is like, awake, awake. Like, this is going to be cool. This game hopefully feels even more epic yeah. than Breath of the Wild did. 
you know? So that that's what's that's what's going to be really fun about that. But speaking of Breath of the Wild and transitioning over, Pokemon, which is, uh, yes, I'm feeling a little bit less enthusiastic about it as it comes up. That's not to say that I don't still like the game or I'm not interested in it. I just don't know why I'm kind of losing the major hype feeling for it. But having something when they showed it, and it looks like you go out into the world and you're like, huh, I look out and it looks like Breath of the Wild in a sense. And you have this hugely expansive world. That is probably the coolest experience that you're going to get when coming into this new like Pokemon game. Yeah. Is you're like, this feels like the world of Pokemon. Yeah. Um, and honestly, I, I like the idea of us finally getting like a true open world Pokemon game. Yeah. And it looks beautiful. It really does. Just be afraid. Be very afraid. That Machamp is going to come over and beat you up. Yep. Hands down. <laughs> um, honestly, another game that I was psyched for, and I was already pre-psyched because I already knew it was coming out. We all, I think we all knew it was coming out, was the Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3. Um, yes. Because it was announced prior. The, the stuff that they showed from that, it's looking better. I thought the first time when we first saw it, it looked like the old style like arcade games. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Almost. It's looking better. It's just, it's, it's, it's... It's got an old style. But the thing is, though, it's worlds different than what we were shown. And if, if that's not what they're, they're planning on doing, thank you. But the Marvel Avengers game, graphically, again, I did not play the demo. I did not see anything else for it. The demo, or the, the trailer for Marvel Avengers the only looks thing that looked horrible. Well, the only thing that looks, looks right. horrible. The only thing that looked right in that entire trailer is Iron Man. Maybe. When you see him flying towards the bridge, that is the most cinematic and most actually, like, pretty it, thing that it you just, see. It just still, like, okay, that's one cinematic, but everything it wasn't. Else, well, that wasn't supposed to, that wasn't actually, uh, that part is actually Endgame Engine. And that was the one thing that they didn't go into during that teaser. I'm just saying, though, then they screwed up. They, they, they screwed up that teaser. That, that teaser was yeah. not good. Was the not the good. game looks... Apparently, from what everybody was saying from the actual E3, from the actual demo floor, right. was that the game actually looks better in-game. Right. Like, those trailers, those teasers, or the that, that um, cinematic moment where you see Black Widow and everybody kind of just standing around talking, They the faces don't look right. And that's right. one of the things that threw everybody off, was like, Captain America just he, he looks kind of weird and bulky yeah and his face doesn't really match up right with what he was saying Either and then way. the black widow she, her hair doesn't look real mm-hmm. and there was just a whole bunch of like weird things that was in those trailers and nobody really looked all that fantastic right. as far as a you know but, but ps4 game or xbox exactly one game it doesn't look as pretty as it no, should it doesn't. but either way what what uh, i know anthony's kind of been a little bit quiet right here uh but anthony i want to know what you think is, like, what were you most hyped about in the Nintendo, you know, panel? Man, that's really tough. It's For me, it's kind of a three-way tie between Pokemon Sword and Shield, uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, because, of course, you guys know I'm super excited for that. I haven't shut up really about that over the past uh, month. Well, you did for the last few minutes. Yeah, well, <laughs> for the last few minutes, you know. Things you were just caught in awe. Like. Yeah, yes. <laughs> and then, of course, uh, the, the third one uh, being Animal Crossing. I know I sound like that a filthy casual. Yeah. I, feel, I feel like a filthy casual for saying that, but that's definitely... I'm not going to call it a guilty pleasure because it's, it's a good game that just really just anybody can enjoy. And the fact that they've implemented crafting into that, 
I, I think is great. I, I can't say shit. I used to play the um, Harvest Moon games like it's pretty constantly. much. It's, it's a lot of what yeah. like it is. It, it's it's the equivalent of playing Don't Starve without having the monsters, monsters that are gonna. Yeah. <laughs> and you know what? A lot so of I people, can't hate on it. And but. a lot of people give Tom Nook shit. They say he's a dirty crook because you always owe him a stupid amount of money. But you got to remember, he's fronting you this cash. He's giving you a home. He's giving you all this stuff, and all he's asking for is for you to pay him back. Pay yeah. him what you owe him. Yeah, I think that's uh, indentured servitude. <laughs> he, also, he also does not. He does not have interest. Yeah, there's no interest exactly, oh. and it's not like he comes up to your your doorstep and has a baseball bat and is threatening to take it to your kneecaps. Come on, where's right, my money? He's, he's, he's a little bit, you know, more uh, altruistic. Yeah, it's very, I'm giving you a start out. Just pay it over to a couple of years. You know, you're good. You're good. You're fine. Just keep selling me shells that you find on the beach. It's fine. Yeah. Either way, I think we've had. Like E3 itself, it's ups, it's downs. We shat on some stuff. We liked some stuff. That 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 kind of encompasses E3. It's another itself. year of E3. Yeah, it's just another year of E3. It's just whatever it is. Well, uh, to be fair, this was a lot better than the meh that was last year's E3. Yes. Okay, that is yeah. fair. I think we were a lot more uh, enthusiastic about a lot about of things. This yeah. hating or loving, yeah. what was going on? There was this more year. one way or another. There yeah. was some passion. Right. Last year's E3 was just kind of. Well, it was to- it was toe in line. I I have an actual date, so y'all can suck it. <laughs> <laughs> and with that, we're rolling out. <laughs> so, if you enjoyed this episode, be sure to rate, review, and subscribe. And if you're listening to us on any of our many different podcast providers, whether it be Podbean, Google Play, Stitcher, iTunes, and even Spotify, definitely make sure to check out our YouTube channels. We have a lot of great content on there as well. As proud members of the But Why Though podcast community, you can head over there to check out our latest episodes. And while you're at it, check out a lot of the other great podcasts that are featured on that site. And don't forget to follow us on Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, and all the other social media listed down below. Head on over to our Discord channel so you can talk with the Ready Comics Roll crew and other rollers. Tell us what you thought was great about E3 or what you just want to shit on. Avengers Day! Follow us over on Twitch for random live streams throughout the week. Eventually, Cyberpunk 2077. Eventually. And now that John's a poor bastard from buying the first class edition of Final Fantasy VII Remake, head on over to our Patreon page and become a supporter today.